Musings of the Mick, talking about board games and related stuff. Happy New Year! Well, it's podcast time again, so let's get on to that introduction. What do we have in store for you this episode? Well, besides the usual game reviews and crowdfunding, which again, very small amount of, but we'll get into that, we're going to take a look at the year ahead. And we're going to do that with limited commercial interruptions, and we are also going to do that in two parts. The first part, we're going to cover Kickstarters that we backed last year that we are really looking forward to and should be arriving this year. And then we're going to look at games that I have found while surfing Board Game Geek that are supposed to release this year. More than likely, they're going to kickstart this year and actually be 2025 games, but I digress. So, with all that said, let's dive into those reviews and such so we can get into that future look. Alright, so game reviews. We do have two games in this segment. The first is going to be Loop Inc. from Eagle Griffin Games. This is a time travel game where you're going to be playing over three rounds. And in the first round, you're going to take three actions. In the second round, six. In the third round, nine. And what it is, is you take these actions by playing these cards, and then the next day you need to play those cards in the same order you played them in the first day. You can play other cards between them, but whatever card you played first in the previous day is the first card you have to play from your hand and in that order, and then you draw them up, and then the last day you got to play the six in the order that you played them the previous day. It makes more sense when you actually physically see it. For us, this this was okay. I don't know, we were expecting maybe a bit more, like the actions would be a bit more elaborate, a little bit more chain of craziness going on with the time travel. It basically was just a resource gathering game to fulfill time travel missions. This mission requires your time machine to have these resources, so you just go and you get those resources and then go to that mission so kind of a very basic resource gathering with the time travel theme we were kind of expecting something like i said just maybe a bit more crazy a bit more maneuvering and manipulating this to do this and that it also kind of has like a programming element but in a more controllable way because your next one you're going to have to do this and this and this but maybe you need to do things between them now so now you can take these other actions to expound upon those and then plan ahead for your next turn overall we will play it again uh, it's not one though that we're like "Ooh, we gotta make sure we get this in the rotation or "Ooh, we gotta really want to delve into this one more it, it just kind of felt fell a little flat the next game is diced veggies from kids tabletop board gaming ktbg we actually got this and added it on with our maple valley kickstarter it's designed by one of the owners and some family so in this one you have dice in this block and you're going to cut off those dice to fulfill recipes we found trying to get all the dice in the block and organized was a bit fiddly. They do give you this tray, but kind of throwing them in there. And at the beginning of the game, they all just barely fit. So trying to maneuver them in and kind of shaking it around was a little wonky with how quick and smooth this game plays. Also, it did seem to get repetitive for us and could be aggravating if all the dice roll high. Because when you cut off the dice, you can only take up to the pips adding up to 10. So if there's like a six and a five, well, then you're only taking the six. So that can be a little bit aggravating because there's no way to mitigate the dice in the block. Once you bring them out, you can kind of, you can use this chef token to change the value somewhat to fulfill hype cards you have, but there's no way to change them in the block. So you're just kind of stuck with however they rolled. 
But it is a quick and simple order fulfillment game. It would be go with kids. I mean, that is what the company's aimed for is kids tabletop board gaming. So I would say it really does fit that criteria really well. And we will play it again when we're searching for just that kind of quick order fulfillment using the dice. And it's got its cool little cardboard cleaver to help you section things off. So it, it does have some cool, interesting decisions there. Also, they included a shepherd's pie card, so that always makes it better in my book because that is one of my favorite dishes. All right, but time for that quick crowdfunding look. All right, so we're still in the lull of crowdfunding, kickstarting, game found campaigns, but we do have one to talk about, and it's called The Last Lighthouse. This comes to us from Button Shy Games. Button Shy Games makes these micro wallet games they're 18 cards they come in this little pleather wallet and everything's contained in there this is a new installment in their simply solo series which all these ga games are designed by scott alms and they are as you can tell solo games so we do have all of them up to this point so of course we're backing this one this one plays as a tower defense type game you have a lighthouse that you're trying to defend these nightmares are coming towards the lighthouse and you're going to be playing cards from your hand as traps to help get rid of the nightmares and the nightmares will advance and you have to get rid of them you have to have the lighthouse still standing when the nightmare deck runs out in order to win this is a designer that we do enjoy you will also know him from the tiny epic series from gambling games we talked about tiny epic cthulhu a couple of episodes ago he designs all of those so it is a great designer and this is a proven company that they know what they're doing they knock it out they have a good schedule and they stick to it also great thing about these are these games are super portable and still have some great depth to them so you can take them anywhere i do want to give you a heads up though on some kickstarter things that are coming up on the horizon that we will be talking about in the next episode which is the Explorers of Navoria from Dronda Games that launches on January 8th. The Silver Collection from Bezier Games launches on the 9th. And Metro Runner from Thunderworks Games on the 16th. That is going to be a departure from their normal role player fantasy one. It's got this whole cyberpunk look and feel to it, but I am sure I'll expound upon those more next episode. Let's look at, speaking of crowdfunding, our 2024 anticipated Kickstarter arrivals. All right, so now we're going to talk about our anticipated games that we have backed through crowdfunding in previous year to two years that we are anticipating coming in in 2024. So I will preface this by saying we have roughly 60 to 65 games that we are currently waiting for. Yes, that is quite a bit. I am not going to be going over 60 to 65 games. I have chosen four out of those that I would say we have quite a bit of excitement for. I'm going to do two from Kickstarter, two from GameFound. First one from Kickstarter. Although you can, I believe, still back it on GameFound late pledging. Could be wrong on that one. Not sure. Is Forsaken. If you've heard of game trays, they make these little plastic trays to hold bits and bobs for inside your games. Well, they came out their first game called Forsaken. It has been a long time in development, and they are working to get it just right. This is going to be a huge sandbox story-driven game. You are going to have a player. You get their player board, and they each have their kind of different decks that they can use, and their different story parts. And you're just going to choose where you want to go on these, this huge map that has all these different sections. 
and choose how you want to do things. I want to go here. I want to get these repair parts. I want to maybe go over here, advance my story. Let's go up here and do this. So that's just really cool that where there's not necessarily going to be, um, you have to do this and then this and then this and then this. You can kind of go wherever you want. It's got this cool, interesting travel and the board dynamic. Like I said, there's a three different sections. So trying to go to different ones of those. And then the combat utilizes a dice tower in this cool twist where you're putting them down in the dice tower and the paint on where they land. This multi-tiered thing is how much damage happens to you or to them, or maybe something other cool thing happens. And then, as I said, there's a bunch of different characters and paths that you can take throughout the game. The next game, speaking of story driven is which bound. This one is on game found, and this is a solo one with a kind of choose your own adventure type game. It's got kind of that kiddish, maybe pseudo studio Ghibli, art style to it and you're basically going to be this girl who becomes a witch there hasn't been a witch on this island forever and all of a sudden i guess you develop these powers and whatnot and you're going throughout the day or the weeks or whatever and discovering all this stuff it's cute it has a fun sounding theme the art style and play direction seems like it's a passion project of this designer and developer they really involve the community a lot in making names of areas and buildings with all these cool alliteration names. The Choose Your Own Adventure is going to have these numbers and points that go into the storybook or maybe to an item card. And he's really developing this system in depth. And it just really struck me as this really cool way to play through a solo game. All right, let's head back over to Kickstarter for Ovation. Ovation is the first game from a company called Looking Glass Workshop. This has an engine building and card drafting mechanism where you have your player board and you're going to be grabbing these cards and putting them above your actions. So when you do the actions, they get better and better and better. This company and designer is out of, I believe it's New Zealand because Shem Phillips of Garfield Games fame and all of those games is the one who turned us on to this. He's given it great comments and said it's really well polished. He's played it. He really seemed to enjoy it. It's got a unique theme where you're these composers, although those games are starting to pop up a lot, but it's got this unique, like I said, composers and you're creating these symphonies and you're going to build on your actions and actions and make them better. And then it just starts escalating. And that sounded pretty cool to us because we do enjoy the engine building, the car drafting. And then, I mean, that's kind of what Kickstarter is all about is getting these new publishers out so they can get their games seen and then hopefully start developing better and better games. All right. The last one we are going to cover was also again on game found. We went back and forth, back and forth. And it's no surprise that I backed this one almost instantaneously. And that is Andromeda's edge from cardboard alchemy. Andromeda's edge is a sequel of sorts to dwellings of Eldervale, which was originally, that one was done by breaking games. Cardboard alchemy is this relatively newer company. They did Flamecraft, And I will give an honorable mention right now to another one of theirs that we did back on Kickstarter called critter kitchen. They do awesome production values and Andromeda's edge seems no different. So as I said, it's a sequel to dwellings of Eldervale, but with a space theme this time, as opposed to a fantasy and how dwellings of Eldervale worked is you had worker placement and then resource gathering. Then you could do this engine building because when you retrieved your workers, you could activate all these different actions and build all that up. And it was just this beautiful amalgamation of mechanisms and production and meeples. And it was game. It was just fantastic. I have a solo play on the channel. I have an unboxing on the channel. You can look at it and just see how fantastic of a production that one was. And Andromeda's Edge, it seems like they stepped it up even more which has me super excited. Again, as I said, Dwellings of Eldervale, that's actually in my top 13 of all time, so I do want to see if this kind of eclipses it, if it just 
is different enough that they're both going to end up on there. If I prefer one over the other, if the bride's going to prefer one over the other, because one may be more complex and she'll be like, nah, let's go with the simpler one. You know how they do. Actually, she's usually not too bad about that sometimes. But anyways, that is four of the 60 to 65-ish games that we have outstanding. Because quite a few of those also said they're releasing, like, they're planning to fulfill in December. Well, those are going to be 2025 releases. So I'm not even worrying about those yet. But after this brief commercial break, we are going to get into the 2024 releases that we found on Board Game Geek that piqued our interest. Do you remember as a kid and you would play with your Legos and you'd build these castles or these towns and all these buildings and you'd make up these stories and battles and all this craziness with them? Well, guess what? As an adult, I'm still doing that. What can I say? It amuses me. I decided, hey, I'm doing it anyways. Let's go ahead and film those and release them on our different social media type sites because maybe you would enjoy them as well. We have our superhero action figure battling against a screwy builder man. That's me. Those superhero skits drop on Sundays on the Tiki Talk. We just started part two of their sagas, but fear not. We have a compilation up of the first part on our YouTube channel that you can watch so you can get caught up. Also, speaking of YouTube, that is where you can catch Mech Mondays on, you guessed it, Mondays. In this one, you have Darth Vader and various Star Wars villains trying to take over the world of Marvel heroes. We just wrapped up part one of that madness, but fear not, part two will be here before you know it, as well as a compilation of all part one videos to get you caught up before part two happens. So why don't you head on over to those social medias and give them a check out. All right, so now for some 2024 releases that we might know some about, we might not know any about. Some of these are probably just going to be on Kickstarter this year or one of the other crowdfunding platforms and release actually next year. But as of now, they're listed as 2024 releases on Board Game Geek. If you're not sure how to find these, what you do is you go to Board Game Geek, go up to the search bar, go to advanced search. Then in the advanced search, you can just look for years released and you can put 2024 to 2024. Then all these come up. There was 14 pages of them last time I looked, which was on January 1st. Figured that'd be a good timestamp to do this with. With all that being said, again, I'm going to go over four of them, just like the Kickstarter ones. However, at the end, I am going to go over a few honorary mentions. I don't need to go into in depth, but they're by either companies or designers or something that we know and trust. So I just want to give them honorable mention that they're coming out this year. The first game is one of those ones that there isn't much known about it, like no Kickstarter release date. There's no rule book up, nothing. But the theme alone caught me, and that is a game called Night Shift, coming to us by a company with an even weirder name called Exotic Cancer. In this game, you are going to play as a strip club dancer. You're going to choose a dancer. You're going to work your way around the nightclub using action points. You're going to do those to either dance on the stage to get tips or to lure customers back to either private room or a VIP room. And then those two different rooms have different mechanisms in it to where you're trying to have them fall in love with you without ruining the illusion of what strippers do. It is a very unique theme and it caught my attention almost immediately when it's like, play as a stripper. I'm like, hmm. Can't think of a board game where I've played as a stripper. Usually you don't have that many adult-orientated themes in a strategy-type game. Usually they reserve those like your party games, your crazy games like that. So this is definitely what I want to keep my eye on to see if they're going to 
be able to go forward with it, if they are going to make it, crowdfunding, or what have you. Definitely caught my eye, Night Shift. Next up, we have Storm Raiders. This comes to us from a company called Arcus Games. We have covered a couple of their games on the channel. It's uh, Dreadful Meadows that just recently came out, and then before that was Shelfie Stacker. This is a company that has started working with Shem Phillips of Garful Games. You'll remember I mentioned him back in the 2024 releases or crowdfunding, or I mentioned him somewhere. Oh, no, it was the 2024 Kickstarter releases with Ovation. Again, not a ton of info. There's some images up on Board Game Geek and such, but it looks like it utilizes, or it's going to be quite a bit different from his normal designs. I'm not seeing maybe the worker placement mechanics we're used to or that stuff, you're going to be using dice. There's a large player board where everything's going to slot in. And then those slots can be different vehicles and resources that you're gathering. There's a pickup and delivering system and drafting and set collection. So one of the reasons, or there's two reasons we're interested in this Arcus game so far has impressed, impressed us with their production, their game design and how everything's polished. And then seeing how Shem Phillips will, will like get out of that pigeonhole he's in with all of these worker placement games in his sagas. He does have this game called Noctiluca that we really liked, and that didn't utilize any of his normal game mechanics. That one was you had dice on a board, and you're choosing rows, and then taking all the dice of a color to fill these jars. So it is always interesting to see what is he going to do outside of these normal design mechanisms that we're used to seeing with and that's why that one really interests us i believe they're planning on launching that kickstarter actually early this year so there is a chance it may actually release this year next up we have a two for one this is cascadia roll and write games so cascadia itself is a board game from flat out games and alderac aeg and the youth really likes it the bride really likes it I really like it. We just got an expansion for it. Well, this is taking some of those mechanisms and making them rolling rights, but there's two variants. There's a rolling rivers and a rolling hills, and each one kind of has a different area. One obviously is going to deal with the river areas, and one's going to deal with the hills. This is a flip and roll and write. There will be a central species die everyone uses. There's four different sheets that people can use with different layouts, and then there's 30 unique habitat cards. So the die, the sheets, the habitat cards, each game has that, but a different type. So if you have both of them, you can combine them and you can have eight different sheets. So you can have eight players all playing with different sheets. It can just be madness. You're apparently going to roll the dice. You're going to collect wildlife and complete habitats. That's all I really know. There's probably a little bit more information out there, but that's all I have looked into so far. All I know is we enjoy Cascadia, so of course we are going to be interested in this, especially with rolling rights. I'm just hoping that there's going to be some kind of comboing in it, because that's what I really look for in my rolling right games. Finally, our fourth game will be Windmill Valley. This comes from Board and Dice. They have a weird game selection in their catalog, or weird game catalog, I should say. They have these really big, super crazy heavyweight games, and they have some lighter weight games and some that kind of go in the middle, so they do span the whole gambit of it. This one is supposed to be one of their lighter weight games, and it has quick turns. Basically, it looks like you're going to have this action selection wheel, and you can improve that through the game by adding stuff to make it better. It's got this very peaceful theme of your planting flowers, and attracting visitors and judges and all of this. It says there's multi-use cards, there's engine building, there's a cool gadget to select things. All of that is in instant interest grabbers for me. Like I said, you're going to have this wheel, and I guess that's how you choose your selection. So they say it's kind of like a rondelle, 
because I'm assuming you can only go one way. You can't go backwards. So you have to kind of plan your abilities and you can put stuff on them to make them better. So just kind of that whole figuring things out. It sounds kind of maybe puzzly of how you want to make sure that you activate all of your actions in the most optimal way. So those are those four games. But let me go through a quick list here. All right. Speaking of Shem Phillips, Garfield Games has Inventors of the South Tigris coming out. That's going to be the third game in the South Tigris series. He has Ezra and Nehemia. That has already been kickstarted, so that should release this year. It's a new one in his Ancient Anthology series, which has Raiders of Scythia, Legacy of You, Hadrian's Wall. Now you have this one. Um, Inventors of the South Tigris, I'm pretty sure will probably come to kickstart. I want to say he said like March or April, so that one actually still may be out by the end of the year. He usually has a quick turnaround because the games are basically ready to go. Next up, we have Ice Cool Wizards. This is a smaller version of Ice Cool to Flicking the Penguins. And instead of everyone or one person having to try and catch the students, everyone's their own wizards and you're trying to collect cards. It's only three boxes instead of the, I believe it's five in the other ones. Meadow Adventure Book. If you know of Meadow, it's one of my favorite games. Did a solo play, blah, 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 blah on the channel. This is an adventure book that kind of adds a campaign element, a story element to, to Meadow. And from what I was reading, you only need the base game. You don't need the expansion or any of the promo packs. Cafe Barras. This is from Kids Tabletop Board Games. You're running a cafe, and it's a capybara theme. We love capybaras. It is the world's largest rodent. In case you didn't know, I learned that from the tick. But yeah, so capybaras. Kids Tabletop Board Game is usually a big hit for us. Not including what I said earlier about Dice Veggies, but even that one wasn't like we hated it. We just, it's not one of our favorites, but it's still a good game. So I have high hopes for this one. Ticket to Ride Paris. Ticket to Ride has small box versions that play in like 10, 20 minutes. They have a Paris version coming out. And I guess the red, white, and blue cards are going to have special powers in this one. Wrapping that up with Kinfire Delve. From Incredible Dream Studios, they've already released one that you can find a review on our channel. Well, they have two more of those coming out because Kinfire Chronicles had six um, adventures, heroes. So by releasing the next two, you're going to have all six of those playable in Kinfire Delve. So that wraps up our 2024 preview. Let's go into a couple of game reviews before I tell you what to look forward to on our channel in the next couple of weeks. All right, so we just got a couple of quick reviews here. We are going to start with Project L from Board Cubator. In this game, you are going to be getting little plastic pieces to fill in these puzzles on these triple layered cards, and then most points at the end wins. You're going to start off with a size one and a size two. These use the typical polyominoes that you'll find in Tetris or other games of that like. You're going to start with a one or two. Then you have four actions you can do on your turn. You do three actions per turn, though. You can... Upgrade a piece to the next level up. You can grab a size one piece. You can place a piece into the puzzles, or you can do a master build, which is put one piece in every puzzle. You can do that one only once per turn, though. The game components in this are fantastic. Those pieces are solid. The triple layer cards feel nice. Everything fits in really cool. There's quick turns. It's thinky, trying to optimize your actions so you're not wasting too many actions, getting all these small pieces and putting them in one at a time, because in that 
regards your opponent might beat you the cards they give you another piece and you keep all the pieces so that's nice so it doesn't just start you back at the beginning and also you can plan like i'm going to need that piece for that one so let me grab that card and that card then when i complete this card i have this piece for that so just fantastic and there are tons of expansions out there that we haven't gotten yet that will add complexity or new levels of thought to the game second we have pioneer rails from dranda games this is a flip and write and in this one, you are going to choose a card for two reasons. One, to create a poker hand. The game is played over four rounds, five turns per round. So you're going to end up getting five cards in your poker hand. So you only care about the suit. The suit will be on there. And you'll make your poker hand with that at the end of the round. Value. The suit of the card is going to determine where you draw your track on the map to activate different buildings. We have an unboxing and a solo player that will be coming up this week. There are lots of different bonuses you can activate. You can get gold nuggets, have banks to sell the gold nuggets, and then a lot of stuff for end of game points. I was not a big fan of the fact that this doesn't have your normal combos you get in rolling rights. It's not like, oh, you did this one, so now you can draw more lines here, or you can do this over there. You can spend town actions to draw more lines, but there is no do this and then be able to do this for free. Everything always costs you something or some way like that. So it's just not that combo-y goodness that I usually like for rolling rights. However, I did enjoy this game. And then, of course, it does have the luck of the draw that normal poker has. With the poker hands, like you're really pulling for that one card, it might not come up. That can be swingy, though, where you're like set up for like a five-point hand, and then, nope, you're only going to get one point because you only have one pair. So that is one of the other downsides. But overall, I did enjoy this one. So that is a wrap on the episode and our look ahead to 2024, at least for games coming out. Now we are looking at what is coming ahead for the channel before the next episode drops. We are starting a new campaign playthrough of a game, and this time it's My City Roll and Build. This is a roll and write version of a legacy game called My City. Reviews are coming back to the channel. The first one that we're doing is still TBD for what game it's going to be. I should probably decide on that soon as that is coming up here shortly. We will have another Lego skit compilation video uploading and then new year, new Lego sets. And we are starting our videos of building these brand new sets with something a bit retro. And of course you can still expect what's in the boxes, solo plays and mobile plays as well. And now the ramblings will end with the outro info as follows. Feel free to drop by the YouTube channel or any of our socials and let us know what you like or didn't like nicely. Those socials are Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Mary Married Meeples. On Twitter X, we are at Mary Married. We are also part of Blue Sky now, also at Mary Married. And don't forget all the fun stuff we have on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter X. Be sure to head over and check out our Patreon. Link is in the description below. In two weeks, I will grace your airways with a, as of now, undetermined topic. So until then, enjoy your days.